0: Hello and welcome to the Clarissa and Mitch Explain Life podcast. The show where we look at life from the point of view of two generations. I am
1: Mitch. And I am Clarissa. And And we are Mother and Daughter. So we won't always agree, but we hope we will always show how things are now and how they've changed over the years. In this podcast, we aim to pick subjects to discuss that
0: are relevant today, but we will look at them from the viewpoint of two generations.
1: So whatever you're doing, enjoy the podcast and we're always happy to hear your feedback. Hello and welcome back to Clarissa and Mitch explain life. It's, see, I'm not even going to do the seasons, it's just episode three. There you go. Um, Oh my goodness, I'm looking out the window. Mum is in her house and I'm in my house and she's just said the stair rods of Uh, rain coming down and I can see the black sky coming at us (laughs) oh my god it's like the end of the world is
0: nigh I have windows open everywhere but it's coming down so
1: straight that I don't think actually it can do I actually when you said when I wasn't looking at you and then I turned back and it had gone really dark and uh yeah I get you said oh it's lashing rain so anyway hello everyone and welcome back sorry for the gap again but I have my daughter here um, after not seeing her for a year and a half people who follow me on Instagram know that so we had a bit of a a break in recording for that purpose Um, so and today we are going to talk about what are we going to talk about, Mum? We are going to
0: talk about <laughs> child rearing, expectations and, and reality, um, reality <laughs> of the whole thing. So I'm going to kick it off. Yeah, go on. You've got because, the most wonderful
1: oldest daughter that's <laughs> paved the anybody, way. <laughs>
0: if anybody actually followed um, for any length of time, they will have heard me talking to Clarissa about my life in England before I moved to Ireland and of course having Clarissa was a massive part of that and um, I was well in in effect I was a single mother I was also a bit hippy-dippy and I don't know about a bit actually (laughs) And I remember saying to a friend at one stage, well, one thing's for sure. I'm going to always let Clarissa decide what she does and where she goes. And as soon as she has the power of determination, she can do it herself.
1: All oh, those fatal words that every every that went, parent has uttered. But... <laughs> every yeah. parent has uttered those immortal fatal words. words. Yeah. Um, But the
0: other thing about it is that um, anybody who knows anything about me will also know that I am one of three girls, the youngest of three girls. So I never had any siblings coming along behind me, if you know what I mean. So I didn't have much... um, much sight of any child rearing to be honest with you and of course my mother died when I was very young so um there was that you didn't have
1: a maternal uh bone in my body no I know (laughs) carries on to this day no you didn't have a a maternal um uh role model no absolutely not you know you were brought you were in in boarding school from the age of seven so what like there was no um parenting book put out in oh well now you come to the crux of it you know it was the bible oh good lord don't even get me started on on religion
0: (laughs) no not that sort of bible the child bible dr spock oh yes well and how did that work out well (laughs) it was literally my bible really yeah, it was a huge book. I, I remember I had it for years. Yeah, I uh, remember it, yeah. Yeah, it was a big, great big paperback book. Wow. And anything I needed to know about ch- child rearing, I learned from Dr. Spock, who, in case nobody's ever heard of the man, he was an American doctor. And he had very specific advice about how to rear children. But in the later years of his life, he actually went back on his advice and said he'd
1: been wrong. Wow. But hasn't each generation learned from the previous generation something, you know, I mean, I think the basics are always the same. But as you go forward, you learn different, you know, things. Techniques. Yeah. and, And ways that. Things that I, that you would have done, I wouldn't have done, and and so on, so forth. Like, like slap, what? It, Slapping your daughter with a wooden spoon. Oh, my God. You got that <laughs> one in early, didn't you? I would just like to say that... Um, Don't try and defend yourself for slapping me with a wooden spoon.
0: To hit you with a wooden spoon, (laughs) I definitely was. But actually, how I broke the wooden spoon was because I hit
1: the bloody wall on the way to your bottom. My big arse. (laughs) Yeah, missed your big arse and hit the wall. I love the way you make it sound better. Well, that's just (laughs) the way it was, Clarissa. I know that's an issue that I, you know, like smacking is nearly um Frandon. extinct now no it's, it is frowned on but it's very like smacking there's a difference between smacking and hitting by the way but you you never hear of people smacking their children anymore it's not done well not in most circles i mean i'm not sure even it is a tap i don't think so I mean, I'm sure smacking and hitting is done in, you know, um, houses that are dysfunctional and stuff. Obviously, I'm not saying every every household is rosy and everything, but I, you know, I think well, that's my, I, that's what I see or don't see. Anyway, it's just you not the think, done thing.
0: You don't think that even a smack on the hand takes place
1: anymore? I don't actually. Um, I remember. I remember smacking Ted once, and I remember smacking Macy once, and both were out of my reaction to a a fear reaction because they had done something dangerous. That's what I mean. Yeah, but that was it. I could. I and I hated myself for it, so it just never happened again. Mm. Do you still think that's okay?
0: Smacking, yeah, I don't know, I think especially with toddlers that you can't actually reason with if they are in a situation that is just downright dangerous, I cannot and like nothing you can't reason with a
1: toddler because it doesn't have the power of reason no, but you can remove them, and that's the difference, okay, and they do know the word no, yeah. I just think, and I'm not, there's not, like, I am not criticising your, what you say. Well, I am, I suppose, I'm kind of just pushing at you on it. I just don't, you know, looking back now, I think violence against a child, let alone an adult, it's just, I don't, you know, it's like if you saw an adult doing something they shouldn't be doing if you hit them, you could be arrested for it, you know, and children are true and children are innocent and vulnerable, you know, they, they, yeah. so yeah. And that there are ways to teach without that sudden sort of smack, but, mm. you know, as I said, the different generations, and it's not a criticism. Mm. Absolutely I would just not. like to
0: say that any smacking that I did was, and I'm not trying to justify it, but it was instinctive. I don't want anybody to get the impression that it was sort of go up to my room and I took my belt off and no, and you know, I'm not. Always... And I
1: didn't say that. I said that I do believe mm. there is a difference between smacking and hitting. Mm. And I think there was your generation. It was a thing to do. It was a dumb thing. It. it wasn't. Doesn't make it right. Or well, no. it doesn't make it right. But it was as it was. Mm. Um, and you know, and I I also think a lot of the time smacking is actually done as you've just said, instinct. But I actually think it's mm. done more out of the frustration of the parent, absolutely, as much as about because you're not getting through to the child, and it's almost yeah. like you know, for fuck's sake, whack yeah. or smack. Yeah. But um, the other and the other, it's again, it's it's just about a different things evolve and things change don't they I mean Mm. I don't even think people this day and age use things like the naughty step you know which even 15 20 years ago was a thing hasn't that been sort of poo-pooed now yeah because it's shaming and segregating and everything I do think I do think there is an element of being too sort of cotton woolly with children you know Mm. and letting them away with too Mm. much Mm. now but um but we but
0: you and i both know a certain child who shall remain nameless who is a very defiant very strong-willed child and that child w- does not respond to any sort of discipline whatsoever and has had everything of any value to her taken away from her mm. because she just doesn't care. Mm. And I think that I'm not this, by the way, I've come off the subject now of smacking. Yeah, no, child rearing in general. Yeah, yeah. I'm on. I mean, what would the modern way thoughts
1: be on trying to discipline a child like that? I think what the modern thoughts would be is honing in on and actually making that resilience into a positive, you know, and and pulling that part of it out rather Mm. than the um rather than the conflict to work out how to embrace that resilience and that will come through at some stage Mm -hmm. and to be fair I know who you're talking about and she's she's an amazing child and I think she's going to be an amazing adult because of the person that she is and whatever it is about her mm -hmm. um the parent that is looking after her is really struggling because yeah for both parents parents struggle mm. there's there's a struggle with every child let's yeah. face it you yeah. know there is a struggle parenting is a struggle yes especially social media these days puts out this beautiful sort of happy families like there's someone I follow who's on holiday with their kids now and it's all like happy pictures of smiling kids and I'm like that you cannot tell me two small children aren't having tantrums and meltdowns at some Mm. stage in the day you know Mm. it's not all Mm. sort of Disney happiness Mm. you know Mm. and I think so I think like different children are different. And I know that's a bit of an obvious one, but like if you go down the rabbit hole of child rearing and you reach our stage where, well, not ours, but your children evolve into adults and they go Mm -hmm. their own way. And then you start looking at them and you start thinking, well, I could have done more and why didn't I do this? And why didn't I do that? And I, I have failed that child and that why is that child so resilient and Mm. and strong even with what they went through but Mm. that child isn't and you know do you do you think there ever was a parent
0: who sat back and said well I've done a jolly good job with that child I wouldn't have done anything different I do yeah do you yeah I do well, they should be write write a book then.
1: <laughs> no, I do. I mean, what about your sisters, for instance? I know you can't really
0: go down that road because um, very different scenario. You see, everybody's scenario, everybody's frame of their life is so different. Exactly. You know, I could turn around and say that. I think that um, children these days are completely overindulged, which actually mm. I do believe. Yeah, I could say that I hate the um, the frame of every time you go to a shop, the child has to have a bar of chocolate or something, you know. Mm. you You lot certainly didn't. But then, on the other hand, we didn't go to shops every day. We didn't mm. drive around. We didn't have takeaways. We didn't have this. We didn't have that, you know. But we so, did have treats. You did have treats.
1: And always. they were put on a big pedestal, you know, the treats. Yeah. And like, I used to buy
0: from Mrs. Murphy's shop up on the corner.
1: Yeah. What I used to call
0: penny bars of chocolate. Yeah. Little small bars of carrots. Oh, the little dairy milk. Jar, dairy milk, tiny, sort of four bites. And I saw one that, now that was a penny. No, sixpence. It was sixpence, half a shilling which means nothing to anybody listening to this, probably. me. No. And nowadays, they cost something like one euro 20 or something. I know,
1: yeah. That was a shock. I bet it was. And the Milky Way, yeah. the Milky Bar.
0: Milky Bar, kid, yeah.
1: Even those were like, those were a big treat, but they were marketed as being healthy because it was like Milky, Milky Milk, Bar. That's right. that's and true. it was like seen as being, oh, that that's an okay and that's another part of child rearing that is, you know, is a very emotive subject, especially I think around me and um, and us, you know, the whole feeding a child. Mm, yeah, like absolutely. we were starved. God love us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at you. you yeah. Your general formation. <laughs> wow! Wow! Oh. Thanks, oh. mom. <laughs> no, but own. um, it. I've said this so many times, it is such a fine line and I don't know where the line is and I don't know what the line is, but like I remember now this, uh, just let me finish before you jump in. I remember food was more or less restricted in our house. And when I say restricted, we were fed very well. I don't remember ever being hungry or anything, but treats in inverted commas or bad food, sugary food, what? was more restricted that's this is my memory so I remember then going to the neighbor's house and <laughs> I always quote this this particular example, but they would have like sugar sandwiches on white bread, like you used to and you still do you used to make your own lovely brown bread, and we were we had really healthy, good food, and I remember that so well like we were always a family who had two veg and I've spoken about this on podcasts before. And then I'd go down to my friend's house and they'd be sitting there eating loaves of white bread and real butter. And, you know, as I said, sugar sandwiches and crisps and you know, they would, there was no limit to that, what they were allowed to eat, but they were the ones who were slim and they didn't have an issue with food. Yeah. And there was you feeding us really good. I mean, the macrobiotic, the bean diet that time. Mm. Yeah. I don't know how old I was, but I know. We, oh, no. Well, that was when we, we first
0: came to Ireland. Mm.
1: And all the, you know, we always were a house that had two vegetables with each meal, you know, mm. dinner. And and I just. But you must remember also, like
0: when you're talking about food in our house <clears throat> and I, I, you know, we we did eat well. Mm. maybe not indulgently but we did eat well mm. but you have to remember also the pennies were pretty tight mm. you know
1: yeah i know that and i know that um
0: i can wh- remember that family for instance coming in from school and eating cornflakes yeah you know for their lunch or whatever you, or tea or whatever it is you yeah but more with.
1: so because that was They've just what they liked charm. yeah exactly yeah. um uh you know and things like i remember like you always had re, you know lunch at our lunch boxes and we had the bars and a pack of crisps and our sandwiches and everything um but i i often and it's again it's not a criticism but i do often wonder i always thought that restriction was what caused me to have what I say is an eating disorder mm. but then I tried to do the opposite with my kids and my well one of them still ended up with an overeating mentality so what's right what's that's what I mean it's such a fine so line when you,
0: when you say you tried to do the
1: opposite how did that manifest itself in that I, I didn't Sort of have restrictions on food. I tried, I, and I suppose now, Wisdom of Hindsight, and I didn't have the benefit of social media and all that sort of stuff back mm-hmm. then. But Wisdom of Hindsight was sort of trying to be child led in the eating. But of course, who did they see eating? Me, you. who had a disordered mm-hmm. eating. Yeah. And yeah. I, you know, the, the, the fridge or the cupboards were had food in them and probably too much of the wrong food because I had such a disordered view and not to say I mean I always encouraged healthy eating and and eating Mm. well and you're a great cook but I I also found it hard to say no And I also encouraged, let's go and have a treat. Let's go and get ice cream. Let's go and get something nice, you know. Um, As I say, it it served one of them was fine, but the other one wasn't. But then you saw. Well, I
0: think we should move on a bit from food because. um, No, I'm just saying it's the parenting in general. Yeah, we have both dealt with it in a previous podcast and you've, dealt with it in your own personal podcast as well
1: yeah it's just Um, part of the parenting so one of
0: the other things i think you know my attitude to to use children growing up was bedtime oh yes (laughs) now again i am saying this from now you know when things are different for instance um screen wise and all the rest of it i have always been completely averse to having a television in a bedroom Mm. you know that Mm. for myself for anybody
1: Mm.
0: I don't like a television in the bedroom but bedtime and this really goes back to my childhood because it was such a big thing in my childhood bedtime was a routine you know and it and it was a time-led routine yeah and the relief when you were all oh, in bed. Oh, stop, just, I know.
1: Were... <laughs> no, and I did well, the very same. I And I still yes. believe that. I don't know what it is in this day and age, but I, from what I see of people on, you know, on social media, it is the mm. same. Uh, one mm. of the most important things is to have a bedtime routine.
0: Oh, absolutely. And
1: I was like, I, you know, I was very reluctant for televisions or screen. Well, luckily mm-hmm. I didn't have, there weren't ipads and stuff back when my two were younger but when they hit a certain age i did let a tv into the room and i was happy to do that um mm. and again it just goes to show nature nurture whatever you want to call it one of my children has no issues going to sleep whatsoever, oh, and the other one is an insomniac and both of them has, me as a parent has nothing to do with you yeah like He was always an insomniac. Yeah,
0: exactly. How can a baby be an insomniac? But bloody hell, he was. Yeah.
1: So, and but I agree with you, and I also think like things like sitting with them and going over the day and reading to them and stuff is so important. But I read to both mine for years, and neither of them read books. Isn't it extraordinary? And that really upsets me. I know, I know. Who's to say they won't? I mean, look at Tony Coote, you know. Exactly. That's quite true. That's
0: absolutely true. And just to explain that Tony, up until about 15 years ago, his proud claim was that he'd never read a book all (laughs) the way through. That wasn't strictly completely true, but it wasn't far off. Yeah. And then I heard a guy on the radio talking about... Um, his time as an IRA prisoner up in the north and like he'd sort of learned you know mediation and he'd become I think he'd become a counselor I can't even really remember and we and Tony actually just turned around and said oh mind reading that (laughs) so where was I the next minute buying the book and then he got towards the end of that and oh god I absolutely I have to keep this up and so I bought him the first book in the Patrick O'Neill, I think his name is, um, series of um, sea Fairy. adventures, you know, yeah. back in the 1800s. Yeah. We were pirates. that and stuff. was it, wasn't it? And there just happened to be 24 books in that series. <laughs> <laughs> and when he finally got to the end of that, I started buying him similar things, you know, six books long 10 books long and he he actually really he doesn't read quite as much as he used to but he's
1: read ever since it just takes so one book so it does and that's it, it isn't it it does um but yeah that was a big thing for me as you yeah. know i i was obsessive about the kids both having bedtime yeah. stories having a yeah. routine Yep. you know but i think you know it it's such a weird like i am so when we'll talk about material things now I am so envious of parents today all the things that they have access to all the gorgeous clothes all mm. the lovely like you know the parenting baby stuff you know mm. it's just like even though they don't really need it I mean we all managed oh. I managed without you managed without before yeah. and but black um, bags
0: my dear black bags
1: clothes yeah the clothes that came in the black bags. Oh, from your, yeah, from the hand-me-downs. I loved them. I always loved the hand-me-downs, especially the ones from my cousin in England.
0: Oh God, they were great.
1: Weren't yeah, they? They, they weren't
0: granny coot black. No, no, no. Because when you when you think about the black plastic bags that Granny Coot used to uh, produce, yeah, you you sort of stop questioning how certain people in the family. <laughs> yeah got to the stage of um, hoarding clothes and stuff in black plastic bags don't oh, you?
1: stop so I suppose a question it's a huge question with so many answers but if you could if I asked you you can ask it back to me what is the one thing that you would like to have done differently
0: well I think you know the answer and again, it's food. I really? Would not have, yeah, I would not have insisted on plates being cleared. Wow, I've always said that. Yeah, no, I know that. I, know. I didn't know any better. No, I know. I was brought
1: up. No, but I would not insist on that anymore. No, and it's still very hard. Mm. See a child, and they stop. You know, they're mm. not eating, and you go, "Come on, yeah. finish your food."
0: Yeah. Now they wouldn't get the jelly and the ice cream if they couldn't finish their first. Well, yeah. if they made, if I had my time again, if they made a, a really good job, like, you know, if they have a big plate of food and they don't quite get to the end of it,
1: mm. it's
0: not the end of the world. And yes, they can have their jelly and ice cream. So I have changed my attitude <laughs> to that. Yeah. I th- that's the biggest thing. I could probably think of 36 million more. But that is—I've always said that. If I had my time again, that I would do that differently.
1: Wow. What about you? Um, God, I think I would like to think I wouldn't have been so hard on myself because I think that that was a there was a knock-on effect.
0: Mm.
1: with both of them um because and i i would definitely like the whole anxiety and worry thing Mm. that stuck with i mean i still have it to a certain extent but not as much but it definitely i think that i found the teens really hard oh and I think I found them really hard because I felt I was on my own and I felt I was, I mean, obviously I was doing my best, but I didn't feel... In control. Yeah. Hmm. I don't think anybody does that. No, I know, but it doesn't children. help for someone who is mm. a... No, I wouldn't say I'm a control freak, but I mm. my worry, worrying causes me but to I be... Do-
0: I think you're going to bite my head off when I say this, but I do think that um, particularly nowadays, there is a slight attitude in teenagers that um, I'm supposed to be like that. I'm a teenager. They are believing their own publicity. Mm. I mean, I didn't know about teenage angst when I was growing up and there's no way I could have got away with it. No way
1: you didn't know about it but you probably had it but in a different it was named a different it was named differently i'm not
0: saying that that they produce their own anxiety and play on it but i think that i think that they they give themselves permission in their behavior
1: mm.
0: that is because oh i'm a teenager
1: yeah I've heard I've heard them saying it. Yeah, but I've said it about teenagers as well. I know I've said it because I know you've mm. said, oh, stop using the excuse that they're a teenager. But I mean, the bottom line mm. is they are teenagers and that is why their mm. behavior is the way it is. It's not also, excusing it. No. It's a reason for it. It's like toddlers. Mm. The reason toddlers pushback is because they are toddlers that's the phase they're going through yeah absolutely but toddlers
0: have not been listening and reading about the you know the the sort of the I, this is the wrong word entirely but the publicity about teenagers that you know that they're they are this and they are that mm. and that's just the way it is because they're teenagers
1: but i and think the thing,
0: the thing I, I would say about teenagers and i say it to every single person with a teenager is choose your battles don't yeah. fight them all. Choose exactly. the ones. Choose the ones. I mean, you, you know <clears throat> that with Anna, s- your second daughter down, mm. I mean, she started becoming a teenager, actually almost at birth. No, I'm only joking. Mm. At about 10 or 11. And we fought like two dogs over a bone mm. all the time. And I'm laying that comment on my shoulders as well as hers. Mm. I thought I would not let her away with anything. As she wouldn't let me away with anything. Yeah. So if one of us was walking out a door, you know, (laughs) you'd always turn around and try and have the last word, which never worked. (laughs) It was a nightmare. She doesn't remember it being like that. Oh, my God. Oh, she hated me. God, she hated me she really did but anyway
1: um, that was the the all the way through anna's teens all you ever oh, heard was she has to have the last word yep has to have the last and she's still a bit like that. she is still like that <laughs> but <laughs> she's more words, understanding of it only she's... her
0: words now are actually quite wise yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but I wouldn't do that again. I just don't. I would say to anybody listening to this, thinking, "Oh my God, little what's it and little what's it are just about to become teenagers." Choose your battle. You will grind yourself into the ground if you fight every single one of them.
1: I remember trying to say that to you about when the kids' bedrooms would be messy, or (gasps) you know, and you'd be going, "Make them tidy the rooms," and I'd be going. It's their space. It's their rooms. That's Mm. what we're told these days. The advice is it's, you know, you leave them to it. And yes, I mean, oh my God, seeing my niece's bedroom the other day. And I was that person that went in and went, oh my God, the state of this room, but I just walked back out and shut the door. (laughs) You know, and that's, Mm. unfortunately, that's what you end up having to do because you're trying Mm. to teach responsibility Mm. at the end of the day. Mm. I now have a, a 25 year old son who when I rang him yesterday he said yeah I'm just in the middle of cleaning up and I was like oh my god it's to hear that he does his yeah, own cleaning like, and washing he actually them.
0: said to me oh yeah no I, I like to do my washing up as I go because otherwise it's just too big a yeah. pile and I thought <laughs> Are the aliens taken Ted?
1: <laughs> he's always been a bit like that and it, since he's lived on his own. He's always been a bit mm. like keep the kitchen tidy, you know, relatively tidy. Mm. But, um,
0: so I think the other thing that we ought to touch on, because really I'm talking about my attitude from my incredibly old age <coughs> rather than what I experienced as a mother, mm. is the use of um, of um, social media for children, right? right? It, horrifies me.
1: Yeah, I think it horrifies everyone. I think there's been a a huge shift around, though. Um, Has there? I think so, in that... Oh, I don't know. No, that's not true, though. I mean, I, I know people... I don't know. You see, I think when they're little, people start to use their phone or their iPad to let them watch Peppa Pig on... The, yeah, I can think
0: of a perfect example. It,
1: on the iPad and you know and mm. it, and everyone's like oh sh-, on YouTube and everyone's like that's mm. grand. And mm. then they're you know there's so much positive stuff on things like YouTube. There's so much stuff that yes. can benefit them educational and all yes. that sort of stuff. Yep. But then they hit an age where they move into they find something like Minecraft and Gosh. I don't know what that other game was, Fortnite or something. Fortnite. And yeah. so they move into that sort of space of, oh, can I just play this game, it's harmless. Mm. And then yeah, the steps keep moving up, don't mm. they? You know. Well, I mean, my it's such an example. My Macy, she didn't have a phone, she wasn't in, you know, she actually wasn't no. really into anything like that uh, until, until she was age? about 15. Oh, she 15, was amazing. 15?
0: It was so refreshing to be alone. No,
1: around, no she Facebook. None of that. And now, <gasps> every time she's what twenty-one now, and every time I looked at her, she had her phone in her hand. Yeah. She was scrolling on TikTok. And but then, I'm an adult. Oh, she's an adult now, but I'm an adult, and it is addictive for me. So imagine mm. how it is addictive for children. Yeah. you know. Well. I think one of the things that happened with her is that um, when she started secondary school, they were using iPads instead of books. That's it was like so a pilot true. scheme. So yes. she was carrying, you know, it was sort of given the okay to have. What age did she have a smartphone? Well, I can't remember, but I know she didn't go, she didn't have Facebook until she was at 15 or so mm. 16. She didn't, mm. wasn't bothered with it. And mm. then once she did, that was it. But yeah. um I don't know. It's a tough one because it it's the usual, you know, everything is so online now. I mean, mm-hmm. this past year has shown. They wouldn't manage to do school without <gasps> well, having the internet. That's so true. Yeah. You that know? is so true.
0: Yeah. But so it can be supervised.
1: It can be supervised. Mm-hmm. And it has, it, I think it just means just, you know, really from the word go, Mm. making sure to put boundaries in place as with everything in parenting unfortunately to be honest with you as as i have witnessed
0: in recent years boundaries are put there and then they are pushed a little bit and they're pushed a little bit Mm. and it you know and i no blame intended here by the way Mm. you know know i'm not talking about you because you're well past that age but um You know, if you're living a very busy life. Just half an hour on somebody's phone or their iPad. Mm. You know, that allow you to do half an hour's whatever it is you need to do. Yeah. I totally get that. Mm. I mean, I've heard psychologists say that um, children shouldn't have more than half an hour on a screen up until the age of five
1: Mm.
0: and they shouldn't have a smartphone until they're 14.
1: Yeah.
0: And I would rather agree with that.
1: Yeah, I do too. And you know, it's
0: not all about contact and everything because you can have a non smartphone for ringing your mother, you know, to say I need a lift or whatever. But then
1: you get, as soon as they go to secondary school. Everybody has them. And, and it is hard to, to say to your child, no, you have to be the one that stands out and doesn't. You know, Of, course, of, co- of course. like, unfortunately, I think schools need to take a bigger role as well I as parents. Right. I mm. think schools need to ban phones altogether in the yeah. school. And yeah. I think that would make a huge difference because yeah, then it I is, so then you can pe- be a parent at home. But I think the yeah. fact that a lot of kids are able to sit with their phones under their desks, even, you know, I know they say not, we don't want, you know, you can't have your phone. You can only have it at break time. But Mm. um, anyway, look, that's a whole big thing.
0: So after
1: half an hour or whatever
0: it is, we've been talking, what do you think is the biggest difference between what we sort of gave the, this, this episode, the title of child rearing? Mm. What would you say is the is the most basic difference between my days of child rearing
1: and your days of child rearing? I actually, the first thing that came to mind was the smacking, but actually apropos that, um, but then maybe I'm making it a bit personal, but fear Um, fear led parenting I think is more or less not a thing anymore but I think it was back in the day and I'm not saying when I say fear I mean probably slash respect or whatever you want I don't know what you want to call it but respect was like I think kids were more fearful slash respectful of their elders and I don't think that's there anymore I think we have created a place where we tried too hard to be the opposite so the line was pulled right down Um, I think information uh, and a good note like I think fear is the negative but um, I think the information that's out there is much better and communication is much better now. Mm. And even not being afraid to talk to our, you know, our children about mm. issues that we think they, you know, not that they can't handle, but I just think mm. it, it's not all sort of. Children should be seen and not heard, which mm. I think well, it, huge, I, it really was in your day.
0: say You're talking about when I was a child.
1: Yeah, but also then a little bit more in our day. I mean, I remember when there'd be visitors and stuff and we were told to go to our room, you know, even sort of as 10, 11-year-olds. And, you know, I think it there's more inclusiveness now.
0: I don't think that's entirely fair.
1: Oh, it's not a criticism, I'm bedtime. just saying.
0: Only at bedtime, though, because, mm. I mean, like you used to, the sort of people that we used to, that used to visit us in Ballymac, for instance, You used to have the greatest of fun with them. You know, we didn't exclude you. You've just gone right up to the mic. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Just a big cobweb hanging down. Anyway, Um, I agree with all, you know, I do agree somewhat with what you say. Um, I think if I had to answer the question that I've just asked you, I think that... um, I think that the circumstances surrounding parenting have changed so much yeah. that um it's very it's like comparing an orange with an apple really.
1: Mm. I also think children are given too much choice in general. Well,
0: funnily enough, I was coming to that.
1: Yeah. I think in so many different ways. Yeah. I and I think that's created in the wrong hands. I think that's created children who are so disrespectful towards society and other mm. people, other humans. Mm. And I mean that in the in the, the way I said it, in the wrong hands. Because mm. I think in the right hands I can see what the what what they're trying to do. Mm. But in the wrong hands, I think it's quite scary mm. some of the, the, the people the children who are who are going to be adults and what they have created but you know
0: what is going through my head at the moment is how privileged we are Mm. you and I and our extended families and friends that we had all those choices in childhood Mm. you know I know this is a little bit extreme but try and see where I'm coming from if you watch some of the like um, American ghetto programs where those kids they're only going in one direction mm. because they don't have any parenting
1: mm. that's even, what i'm saying though
0: yeah i in, know but i mean they like it's not about choice it's just the way it is yeah and when you look at even to the other extreme when you when you see um some extreme religion yes. religious parenting oh they gosh, have yeah. no choice either yeah. you know so i think The bottom line is, and I think maybe we can finish on this, Mm. is that we are very privileged that we, Mm. at this minute I'm talking about you and I, had the choice of how we parented. And having
1: that middle ground.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying I got it right for one moment, but weren't we lucky to have that choice?
1: Absolutely. and That's that's what I mean. Yeah.
0: the, I'm not the, talking about children's choice. I'm no. talking about parent, you know, parents' choice.
1: Yeah, I'm very lucky to have support and have, you know, yeah. You think of all the people, the the people who are parenting with no support and oh. you know, no knowledge, no. Oh, you know, we could go and down a whole people, different.
0: And the people who got sucked in by the Celtic Tiger. Mm. Uh, who then spat them out and then they discovered that both parents needed to work a full-time job Mm. and leave their children to a creche at like seven in the morning oh stop Uh, I mean honestly it just
1: yeah the
0: pity that I feel that's that's no way to bring up a child no and I think it's not their fault I'm not no I know what you're saying
1: it's I, I think the end the end of this I think it is just I don't think anyone gets it right I don't think yeah. there is a like yes there's a right and a, obviously there's a right and a wrong way but there's I think, definitely wrong ways yeah there's definitely wrong whatever ways. whatever about right ways <laughs> and I think everyone makes mistakes it's mm. it's what child rearing is about mm. and I think people who can get through to adulthood unscathed are very lucky or else they just don't know what their children have been up to, you know. And actually, Um, there is, you know, it's going to be very interesting.
0: Well, I mean, I probably won't be terribly observational, but it's going to be very interesting to see the children that are the result of the lockdown. Yeah. Because I really believe that parent-child relationships have changed shape and color enormously during the lockdown.
1: But don't you think like, again, I'm always looking at the good side of these things, but don't Mm. you think that there's, there are some good things about it in that. Yes. Like I know there's one woman I follow on Instagram and she was working a nine to five job, you know, Monday to Friday Mm. Mm. and her her mother minded her kids and she's been working from home for the past year and I know she found it quite stressful to start with as did everyone who had to Mm. to make that change Mm. but actually now her her boss actually offered them the employees going forward that they could work sometime at home and sometime in the office and she's just she said it just the joy it brings her that she'll be able to bring her children to school yes. a couple of mornings a week yeah. or pick them up from school and, and be, be in there their lives. sports day. Yeah. And,
0: yeah. I, I think it's wonderful. So and I think we're going off on a tangent, but I think that is really is something absolutely positive that's come mm. out of um, coronavirus is that by being forced to work at home, mm. employers and employees have realized that actually it's doable. It is an option
1: yeah exactly the downside of it is yes i know you want to go <laughs> you should see that what i could see people who are listening yeah. the the downside of it is that there are children who have really suffered because of oh because of it lockdown. they're not getting the support from school yeah. and that just makes my stomach turn me too Me too. thinking about it but anyway that's a whole different podcast it is. um it is. that we must do one actually we must make a note and do one on the Whole pandemic. Up oh, to I think now. Be, yeah, I think
0: that'd be a great,
1: yeah, great, great thing to do. Yeah, right. So that's it for now. You're heading off, hopefully, on oh, a bad. little break away. Hopefully, if I you am. ever get there. <laughs>
0: if I ever get a, at the moment it looks as if if we are going to go away, that Tony and
1: I are actually going to have to pull the caravan ourselves. <laughs> I can imagine you hitching up like two horses. The harness and, on us, yeah. <laughs> and a carrot dangling, a, car. a bottle of wine dangling yeah. in front of your oh, face. Yeah. You know, come on, Mitch. Yup, yup, yup. Oh, oh no. I. You will. The universe will do what yeah. it needs to do, yeah. and if it doesn't, garage, it just means wouldn't... that was not the right thing.
0: And as you said this morning, I'd rather all this happened with the car now rather than when we're stuck on the side of a road somewhere oh
1: but then you might have the more, the professional aa coming to you rather than yeah, your man down the road
0: <laughs> not the aa actually i must make a note of the breakdown number now i come to think about it yes <laughs>
1: okay now we really are waffling Going and off. procrastinating yeah. so listen thanks a million for listening um yes, thank you i'm gonna put up a no i'm just gonna say if you've any if you listened and you've anything to add or you want to make any comment just send me um a message on instagram or send one to mum i've tagged her before i will tag tag her again when i put up the that this is going live um but yeah we'll be back in probably two weeks i recommend yeah. it, don't you
0: well depending where i am we might do one next yeah
1: week. you could do one on your phone if your wi-fi That's, is well good i'll enough. have my
0: laptop with me i'll have my laptop with right. me anyway.
1: You don't necessarily need all the pot the no. posh equipment but um <laughs> the posh equipment yeah <laughs> the mic <laughs> so yeah thanks for listening and yep. uh do you have anything to you can finish no i just again
0: as clarissa says thanks for listening and stay safe yep bye
1: bye so that's it for this week Thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you've enjoyed it, please tell your friends and family and share the link. So until the next time, goodbye and And stay stay safe. safe.